Well, hello, and I hope you all have been well. Open your Bibles to Exodus chapter 13. And today's lesson is titled Consecration of the Firstborn. Exodus 13. And let's read. Exodus 13. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me every firstborn male. The first offspring of every womb among the Israelites belongs to me, whether man or animal. Then Moses said to the people, Commemorate this day, the day you came out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, because the Lord brought you out of it with a mighty hand. Eat nothing containing yeast. Today in the month of Abib you are leaving. When the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Hivites, and Jebusites, the land he swore to your forefathers to give you, a land flowing with milk and honey. You are to observe this ceremony in this month. For seven days eat bread made without yeast, and on the seventh day hold a festival to the Lord. Eat unleavened bread during those seven days. Nothing with yeast in it is to be seen among you, nor shall any yeast be seen anywhere within your borders. On that day tell your son, I do this because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. This observance will be for you like a sign on your hand and a reminder on your forehead that the law of the Lord is to be on your lips. For the Lord brought you out of Egypt with his mighty hand. You must keep this ordinance at the appointed time year after year. After the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites and gives it to you, as he promised on oath to you and your forefathers, you are to give over to the Lord the first offspring of every womb. All the firstborn males of your livestock belong to the Lord. Redeem with a lamb every firstborn donkey. But if you do not redeem it, break its neck. Redeem every firstborn among your sons. In days to come, when your son asks you, What does this mean? Say to him, with a mighty hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. When Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed every firstborn in Egypt, both man and animal. This is why I sacrifice to the Lord the first male offspring of every womb and redeem each of my firstborn sons. And it will be like a sign on your hand and a symbol on your forehead that the Lord brought us out of Egypt with his mighty hand. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said, If they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt armed for battle, Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, because Joseph had made the sons of Israel swear an oath. He had said, God will surely come to your aid, and then you must carry my bones up with you from this place. After leaving Sukkoth, they camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night, 
left its place in front of the people. Now, when we start this chapter, we see that the children of Israel are leaving Egypt and the Lord has given them the new feast that they are to observe called the Passover. Now, Yahweh has told them to sanct uh, to uh, sanctify the firstborn. Look at verses one and two. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, sanctify to me every firstborn, the first offspring of every womb among the sons of Israel, both of man and beast. It belongs to me. So the Lord has given them the, the command of what to sanctify. Now, Moses speaks to the people about an ordinance uh, that they are to keep every year. Now, we see this in verses three to ten. Verse three, Moses said to the people, remember this day in which you went out from Egypt, from the house of slavery, for by a powerful hand, the Lord brought you out from this place and nothing leaven shall be eaten. On this day in the month of Abib, you are about to go forth. It shall be when the Lord brings you to the land of the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Hivite, the Jebusite, which he swore to your fathers to give you a land flowing with milk and honey that you subserved as right in this month. For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day there shall be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten throughout the seven days, and nothing leaven shall be eaten, I'm sorry, shall be seen among you, nor shall any leaven be seen among you in all your borders. And you shall tell your son on that day, saying, it is because of the Lord. Uh, it is because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. It shall be as a sign to you on your hand and as a reminder on your forehead that the law of the Lord may be in your mouth. For what a powerful hand the Lord brought you out of Egypt. Therefore, you shall keep this ordinance at its appointed time from year to year. Now. Moses continues speaking, speaking and tells the people that the firstborns belong to Yahweh. We see as he continues in uh, verses 11 through 16. Moses said, now I shall come about when the Lord brings you to the land of the Canaanite, as he swore to you and to and to your fathers and gives it to you. That you shall devote to the Lord the first offspring of every womb and the first offspring of every beast that you own. The males belong to the Lord, but every first offspring of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. But if you do not redeem it, then you shall break his neck and every firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. It shall be when your son asks you in time to come, saying, what, what is this? Then you shall say to him, with a powerful hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of slavery. It came about when Pharaoh was stubborn about letting us go that the Lord killed every firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord the males, the first offspring of every womb, but every firstborn of my sons I redeem. So it shall serve as a sign on your hand, as a phylacteries on your forehead, for a powerful hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt. Now, uh, there are some things to note here. Number one, this will start when the Lord brings them into the land. Look at verse 11, uh, 11 through 12 again. Now shall come about when the Lord brings you to the land 
of the Canaanite as he swore to you and to your fathers and gives it to you that you shall devote to the Lord the first offspring of every womb and the first offspring of every beast that you own. The males belong to the Lord. Now, we, we notice when this was was to start. Number two, it is to be the firstborn of humans and beasts. Number three, if it was a donkey, you had to you had to uh, replace it with a lamb or break his neck. Number four, the Lord said that this uh, was to serve as an outward sign, uh, like if you had something hanging from your wrist or your forehead. So it was to uh, be an outward sign. OK. Now, uh, uh, I'm sorry, actually, let's look at verse 16 again. Uh, so it shall serve as a sign on your hand and as phylacteries on your forehead for what a powerful hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt. Sorry, I forgot to read the verse again to tie that together. Now, uh, God uh, begins to lead the people. Look at verse 17. Now, it came about when Pharaoh had let the people go that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, even though it was near. For God said, lest the people change their mind when they see war and return to Egypt. Uh, now, you see, this is an example of how God gives us free will. Notice the Lord does not say, I will make them go through the land of the Philistines. Yahweh says, lest the people change their mind when they see war. God knows that these are timid and easily persuaded people. OK, uh, now Yahweh leads them through the wilderness towards the Red Sea. Look at verse 18. Hence. God led the people around by the way of the wilderness to the Red Sea. And the sons of Israel went up in a martial array from the land of Egypt. Or I should say, excuse me, marital array from the land of Egypt. I lost my I lost my place. Uh, now we see that Moses keeps a promise made before he was born. Notice verse 19. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had made the sons of Israel solemnly swear, saying, God shall surely take care of you and you shall carry my bones from here with you. Uh, now, uh, when was this promise made? Turn back to Genesis chapter 50. Let's look at that. Go back to the left a few chapters and pull up Genesis chapter 50. Genesis 50 and look at verses 24 and 25. Oh, sorry, one more page for me. 24, Genesis 50, 24 and 25. Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will surely take care of you and bring you up from this land to the land which he promised on oath to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob. Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear, saying, God will surely take care of you and you shall carry my bones up from here. So we see that uh, uh so we see that even after 430 years of slavery the offspring of Abraham still remembered the promise made to Joseph. Okay? Now uh Israel is on their way and Yahweh is not done doing miracles. Notice verses 22 through 22. Then they set out from Sukkoth and camped in Etham on the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord was going before them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them on the way and in a pillar of fire by night to give them light that they might travel by day and by night. 
He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Now, notice that God uh, does this in front of everyone, not just Aaron and, and Moses. Uh, let's look at verse 21 through 22 again. The Lord was going before them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them on the way in a pillar of fire by night to give them light that, that they may travel by day and by night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Uh, I, I, um, I do like to, you know, point that out because it lets us know that, uh, that the Lord did this in front of the people, that this wasn't something that just Aaron and Moses saw that it was before the people. Now, uh, the pillar by day is easy to imagine, right? We can kind of understand that because we see clouds and how they look on the daytime. But what about, uh, uh, the pillar of fire, uh, by night? Okay. Now, the pillar of, of, of fire, Hebrew 784-ish means it's a supernatural fire. Okay. Or an accompanying, uh, 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 the, uh, theophany. This had to be proof that God was with Israel. Uh, now what would you think if you saw fire moving in the sky at night? Uh, you, like I said, I'm gonna repeat it again. Now we're in the daytime where you can see a, a cloud. You can see maybe a big fluffy cloud and it's moving before you. You can kind of say, yes, that's the Lord. He's moving before us. Wow. But the pillar of fire by night was the miracle because you got to understand that, uh, when it's dark, uh, especially out in these wilderness areas that uh, it was probably very dark. So if there's a cloud uh, of fire or a very light cloud, uh, that's proof that the Lord is leading you. And I think that was his uh, reasoning for doing this before the Israelites. Well, people, that brings us to the end of Exodus chapter 13. That's all for now. God bless. Get on.